I don't believe in no one's scenarios. Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another Cheeky Scientist radio show. I'm looking forward to today because you're going to get a measuring stick and you're going to be able to see if you measure up. You're going to be able to see if you're all alone in your approach to your job search or if you're doing about what the average PhD is doing or if maybe you're a little bit beyond the average PhD. It's natural for us as PhDs to look to the top. That's not a bad thing. How can we make ourselves the best job candidate possible? The problem is, is that reality versus our perceived reality uh, can be very different. There can be a disconnect. And I can tell you right now, if you have not worked in industry, there is a disconnect. If you are working in industry, what you think you need to do to get a promotion versus what you actually need to do to get a promotion is going to be different. There's going to be a disconnect. There's always a disconnect. The question is, what is the degree of the disconnect? If there was no disconnect, you would have what you want. If you want an industry job, pay attention to this radio show. I'm going to present data I've never presented before. Data from surveys that we ran to 1,679 PhDs. We're going to publish this as well. We have uh, additional data coming out from global 500 companies that serve as a comparison to this, right? To, to establish what that disconnect is. You think, for example, your resume is average, or maybe you're, you know, in terms of how confident you are in your resume, and this is one of the questions I'm going to get to that I have data on. You might think that you're a three on a scale of one to five. My resume is good. You know, I, I have a background in writing that I learned during my PhD. I had to write papers, grants. I'm a strong writer. You probably are. You're a strong academic writer. But is that going to help you with your industry resume? Likely not. Let me ask you this. Are you uploading your resume and not getting the number of responses you thought you would? Are you getting phone screens for every resume you upload? If not, there's probably a disconnect. Okay, so you know, I, I was thinking back to when I started my job search in graduate school, and I can tell you, I definitely thought my resume was above average. Because I had a PhD, I had done a lot of writing. If you tell somebody who's about to start their PhD program how much writing they're going to have to do and how much thinking about writing and how much reading they're going to have to do and how, how much their vocabulary is going to expand, especially the nomenclature related to their position, it'd be hard for them to comprehend. You know, it's a trial by fire. And when you go through this, you come out the other side uh, feeling a little haughty, maybe thinking that, oh, I've got this covered. I got the writing thing covered. And I can tell you, after working with tens of thousands of PhDs directly, right, that th there's a huge disconnect on what a job search is and that we lean to the reference points that we have. So, for example, we write a lot, so we think that writing is a huge part of our job search because it's what we know. It's actually one of the smallest parts of your job search. Then we think interviewing, right, because we do a lot of defending orally. We have a lot of presentations, a lot of uh, meetings with our thesis committee to get our PhD. We have to defend our findings orally. And we think that the Q&A we're going to go through during a phone screen or a site visit is the same thing. So I'm going to present this data. 
I'm going to help you understand where you are. I'm going to give you some new reference points. Okay. And again, when I, I was going through my job search, those, those two areas, resumes, right? So I uploaded resumes and you'll hear this from PhDs. You've experienced this. You upload it. You're surprised at the lack of response that you get. Your resume is not where it needs to be, uh, especially if you're just starting to follow us at Cheeky Sciences to, uh, or starting to follow me. And the second area was interviewing. I thought my interview skills were uh, superior. The problem is I didn't have domain knowledge. I didn't have business acumen. I didn't know what my audience wanted to hear. The audience being industry professionals, not academics. Everything you've learned in academia, well, not everything, but let's say uh, a lot. Most of what you've learned in academia is not applicable to industry, not in terms of the social norms, not in terms of what the, the audience values. You have transferable skills that are valuable, but what you're PI, right? Or your advisor or somebody in the thesis committee or a lifetime academic, what they would look for and what they would think is the right response or what they'd want to see on a piece of paper or what they value is not the same as an industry employer. Certainly not the initial gatekeepers, the hiring managers, the recruiters that do not have PhDs. The average PhD thinks that they have plenty of time to start their job search after they defend their thesis after they finish their postdoc, or even after they they you know they finish a professorship, a contract professorship, or after they, you know, they think they get into an adjunct and they're you know invincible. Not true. In fact, we've seen the numbers tick up. The numbers of professors, especially adjuncts, and even tenured professors that have come through our programs at Cheeky Scientist. I can tell you, nine years ago when we started, uh, we did we were not getting professors. Now we have people that have been tenured professors for 13 years in our programs because academia is broken. So the assumption that you're going to have time in your job search is a big mistake. And we're going to go through that today when we look at this data. Uh, it can take months, if not years, to get hired, especially if you're doing it on your own. As you will see, what normally ha happens is an average PhD lets themselves get into a position where their only options are either working for free or being abjectly unemployed. Once you're in that position, it is nearly impossible to execute a proper job search because you're emotional now. You're desperate. You're broke. You're out of money. Your career is broken. Why would you wait? Why would you wait until things got that bad? You don't have time. You know this. You know this deep down that you're going to end up unemployed if you keep doing what you're doing. You know that you're putting off your job search. You haven't done anything to help your career. You're putting your career entirely into the hands of someone else or, or the ether of academia. So don't act surprised when you end up unemployed or working for free. Don't act surprised if that's where you're at now. As you'll see in the data I'm going to talk about, most PhDs don't even know which industry jobs are right for them. In fact, eight out of 10, eight out of 10 PhDs, a little bit more than that. I'll give you the actual, actual stats here in a minute. Don't even know which industry jobs are right for them. No wonder so many PhDs end up unemployed. And here's, here's what pains me is that you have a background in research. No matter who's listening to this, no matter what your background is, research, analysis, you have been trained in that if you have a PhD. Impossible currently to get a PhD without that research transferable skill. 
Okay, so let's get into it. First and foremost, most PhDs need a job immediately when they start their job search. So of these PhDs that we polled, they were given the poll when they were starting their job search. And we asked them, where are you currently? What is the time frame? So the specific question was, what is the time frame of your job search? As in, when are you able to start? 24.3%, the highest percentage said, immediately, I am already out of a position. Do you see the problem? Why can't you line up a job prior to defending your thesis? You can. Why can't you line up a job while you're in your postdoc? You can. You've given control away, and there's no, there's no excuse for this. You've been rigorously trained in problem solving, innovation, and long-term planning. So, so what is it? Is it ignorance, laziness? I, I really believe those are the only reasons for ending up needing a job immediately. I mean, this was where I found myself, so I can say that. It might sound harsh, but it is true. Somewhere along the way, you gave up control of your career to someone else. So the data also showed that 61.2% of PhDs polled needed a job in six months or less. If you're one of these PhDs, what are you thinking? It's a long process to get hired. It's not just uploading a resume. It's 40 distinct PhD-level job search steps. We call this the cheeky scientist methodology, and it takes a long time to execute if you're doing it without any sort of process, without a job referral network. Now, I recently got an article published in the Harvard Business Review. I recommend that you check it out, showing you that if you follow the right process, you can get hired in five weeks. The key is it's the process and the network. Now, I'm going to go back to this, this same question. So 22.5% said they need a position within three to six months. 14.4% said they need a job in one to three months. And then you had about 30 plus percent say longer than uh, six months. And I'm happy to report that that number has grown since Cheeky Scientist has uh, come into existence. So since we were founded, and that's one of our goals is to get that piece of the pie bigger and bigger and bigger. So, so more PhDs are starting their job search earlier. I want everybody to come in to their PhD program, knowing they're going to get an industry job. Number two, PhD students end up as postdocs who then end up unemployed and all of them need jobs. So the poll question here was, which best describes you? I am currently in a postdoc. I'm currently a graduate student. I'm a professor. I'm a principal investigator. I am unemployed or I already work in industry. The biggest piece of the pie here, 33.6%. And I'm happy to report here as well, growing since we've been founded are graduate students, which means that people are realizing sooner that, hey, I'm going to end up in industry. I need to start planning now. So I have a job lined up at graduation. I'm not one of these, uh, the many people, as I'll show you, who end up unemployed. So they take a low-paying postdoc because they're desperate. And then within three years, they are actually unemployed again or working for free. So we've run this exact same poll for eight years, a little over eight years. With the exact same language, year in and year out, roughly one quarter to one third of the PhDs polled are either PhD students, postdocs, or unemployed. So uh, it, this, these polls, by the way, were ran over a six-month period starting in October 2020. 
said that they are postdocs, 24.7% said they are unemployed. So 33.6% graduate students, 27% postdocs, 24.7% unemployed. Now we've tracked many of these PhDs longitudinally, right? We've done these surveys over and over, and we found that those who do not get training, those who don't end up in our programs at Cheeky Scientist or any other programs, right? Depending on the year, 61 to 78% of PhD students, again, that don't get the training, end up in low-paying postdocs or unemployed. This is very similar to other data you'll see from the National Science Foundation, where the numbers are 60 to 80%, depending on the PhD background. Uh, those that seem to be in the worst position are life scientists. They're closer to the 80%. Now, what's more is we found a staggering 82% of those who end up in postdocs become unemployed or end up working for free, depending on, uh, we didn't track how long the actual stint was, unemployed or working for free within three years. Why would you do this to yourself instead of doing the necessary work to learn how to get a job outside of academia and to start your transition? Now, this is in agreement with data we talk about a lot from uh, Nature Biotechnology, shows that even after 15 years, PhD who do, uh, PhDs who do a postdoc fail to catch up with PhDs who do not do a postdoc. After 15 years for nonprofit, government, industry, and even academic positions. Number three, eight out of 10 PhDs do not even know what industry career they want. So it's 81.7%. The question was simple, which best describes you? I know what position I want in industry. I just need help getting hired. That was a very small piece of the pie. I have an idea of a few positions that interest me, but don't know. I'm overwhelmed with all the positions or I have no idea what options are available. 81.7% said, they have a rough idea or overwhelmed or no idea. In other words, they do not know what they even want in industry. Okay. That number is, every time I read it, it surprises me. Academia has failed PhDs everywhere and this number shows it. There's a complete lack of career training in academia. I mean, there's just lifetime academics. It's a prophecy scheme if you've heard that term before. Hundreds, if not thousands of PhD students and postdocs prop up one tenured professor. The ratio is getting worse. Academia can't teach you which jobs are available because academia is full of lifetime academics, right? Even the career counselors in academia have no idea what they're talking about because they've never worked in industry. Why would you listen to them? How can someone who's never worked in industry teach you which jobs are available in industry? How can you get hired into industry if you don't even know which industry job you want. Doesn't matter how intelligent or driven you are. If you don't know what you want, you're not going to get anywhere. You can't hit a target you don't set. Number four, most PhDs, most PhDs think their career resumes are average while employers think their resumes are far below average. So, so the question we asked here is how confident are you with your current resume? I uh, referenced this early in the show. 43.5% rated themselves a three at a scale of one to five, one being low, lowest level of confidence. So thinking their resume was far below average, five being thinking their resume is uh, far above average. Now, here's the disconnect. The preliminary data we have from surveys that we've sent to global 500 employers found that these employers see the average PhD's resume as far below average. So the one with 45.1% of them rating these resumes as a one on the same one to five scale. I can tell you that I'm surprised the number is not higher. We see so many PhDs still using 
three, four, five, six, seven page CVs when they start. And then when they finally switch to a two page resume, they're still putting their education at the top. These resumes are horrible and it really matters. This is one of your biggest blind spots. You think you have your resume on lock. I'm telling you, you don't know what you don't know. There's a huge gap here. You're not addressing the, the gap in transferable skills that they want you to close. You're not addressing, you're not using business language, the business acumen. You're not even studying the job posting. You're not even using one resume per job posting. You might do that once or twice, but then when it doesn't work, you stop investing the effort. It's very, it's very similar to what we see for interviewing skills. So number five, most PhDs think their interviewing skills are average or below average, while employers think their interviewing skills, their inter- interviewing skills are far below average. So very similar scale of one to five, right? So how confident are you in your interviewing skills? Uh, 31.9% of PhDs said they gave themselves a three, right? So they think that their interviewing skills are where they should be, right? Right at the mean. 32.2%, right? There was a, uh, the disconnect wasn't as great here because 32.2% rated a two. So they thought it was below average, but they're still in, in fairly good shape. The problem is that employers, right? Once again, uh, thought that the interviewing skills of PhDs were far below average. So 38.8% of them rated the average PhDs interviewing skills as a one on a scale of one to five and 31.6 rated them a two on a scale. So there's a disconnect here. And this is very common for what we see. It's not, now, can you carry yourself to an interview? Will you be nervous? Sure. Have you presented in front of doctors who have been trained to pick apart your logic, a la your thesis committee? Yes. However, what they're looking for in industry is very different. And I see a lot of PhDs get lulled into overconfidence here because first of all, they're friendly. Your thesis committee, right? Maybe they were friendly, but they challenged you more than an industry interviewer will uh, in the sense that you're thinking as far as picking apart your logic. Instead, an industry interviewer, they're going to pick apart your understanding of industry. They're going to pick apart your rationale as to why you want an industry job. Why do you want to work there specifically? Why Why are they your number one choice? Why do you want to leave academia and never go back? All right, these behavioral type questions are what they're going to use to challenge you. It's different, you see? You think they're going to challenge you in your technical expertise. Not the case. They're going to challenge you in your commitment to the position at hand. What value can you add to it? And this is where most employers say PhDs fail. Right. First and foremost, a, a lack of basic understanding of industry knowledge, failure to speak the language of industry. Right. We refer to this as business acumen. We often reference a study that uh, corroborates what we're seeing here uh, uh, from Dow Chemical, saying the number one deficit that graduate graduate level employees have. So those that go to graduate school and come out and work at Dow Chemical and other related companies, so other top tier companies is a lack of quote unquote industry understanding. That's business acumen. The second most common complaint from these employers is that PhDs do not know what they want and they show a very low level of commitment, especially when pressed. A low level of commitment to the position they're being interviewed for, a low level of commitment to doing whatever it takes to succeed in a position, a low level of commitment in knowing how to add value to the position. And again, or in addition to that, a low level of commitment of being able to provide rationale 
as to why they want the position in the first place. You have to build a case for why you want the job before you go to an interview for yourself, for the company, why that company over other companies, why you're leaving academia. It's all about the rationale. Then you have to show that you want that position and you're the perfect candidate for that position. You have to have confirmation bias that you're the perfect candidate for the position, right? Yes, you want to avoid confirmation bias in academia when it comes to your data. You were taught that, but you can't carry that over into not selling yourself for the position at hand. So hopefully this helps you. If you enjoyed this radio show, I do recommend going to cheekyscientist.com, downloading some of our resources to help you figure out which job's right for you. Our flagship program, the Cheeky Scientist Association, the very first step is to figure out which positions are right for you. And we continue to narrow down those positions down to the one position that that's correct for you. And then we get you into that position. We have a proven process for that. You can go to phdsgethired.com. That's just in a way for me to say it on the radio, that URL will redirect to our informational page about the association. We also have a very big event coming up, depending on when you're listening to this. It's Tuesday, May 11th. It's our graduation bonanza event, 75% off all individual programs. We rarely do an event like this where every individual program can be purchased for 75% off. And the association at the same time is 70% off, extremely rare. We're celebrating the month where more PhDs than in any other month are granted. So more defense dates are set in May than any other month, September 2nd, by the way. And more hooding ceremonies, robing ceremonies, the convocations, right, uh, often occur in May, along with uh, most other college graduations as well. So if you are graduating or getting your PhD soon, we hope you are taking your job search seriously, starting early in it. For those of you that are postdocs, adjuncts, whatever you are, if you're looking for that next industry job that's better, that's actually at the PhD level, we will help you get hired. I hope you go to cheekyscientist.com to learn more. Remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. I'm Isaiah Henkel, the founder of Cheeky Scientist and the creator of the Cheeky Scientist Association. I wanted to quickly tell you that memberships into the association are available to PhDs listening to Cheeky Scientist Radio by using the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com, PhDs. G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll down to the orange membership button and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. That's CheekyRadio, C-H-E-E-K-Y-R-A-D-I-O. Remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. Are you worried about the rapidly shrinking job market? Like me, have you been seeing more and more articles on universities shutting down their research labs, furloughing employees, cutting postdocs and TAs, and even withdrawing PhD student funding? If so, it might be wise to start taking steps to protect your PhD career. You've worked very hard and very intelligently for years to establish yourself, but likely, you have not reached your full career potential yet. 
perhaps you're not even getting respect and you're not getting the rewards that you deserve. The good news is you can get into an industry career where you can get paid well for doing meaningful work. All you need is the right knowledge and the right network. The Cheeky Scientist Association gives you lifetime access to the world's number one PhD-only job search training platform with multiple courses and the PhD-only job referral network of over 10,000-plus industry PhDs. Now is your chance to become a lifetime member for 20% off of the association. Just use the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com. P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll to the orange membership button, and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. No recurring monthly fees, no recurring annual fees, Nobody else offers this. PhDsgethired.com. Use the coupon code CheekyRadio. Remember your value as a PhD, and remember that knowledge is power, and your network is your net worth. Oh,